this is the core of the planning to get out of the recession. You have to balance the services and, and at the same time protect the revenues. And that's what we are doing through that single platform, through that one united platform. We can offer such benefits for the merchants that are currently missing from the landscape. You're listening to Leaders in Payments and Fintech, a podcast brought to you by Edgar Dunn & Company, the global payments and fintech consulting firm. Coming to you from the City of London, I'm your host, Martin Kodrish. And in this series, I'm meeting with leaders and practitioners across the industry to find out what it takes to bridge the gap between strategy and execution. My central question is, how can we commercialize and bring the benefits of ever deeper new technology to market in what continues to be a highly regulated industry? So do join me and please do subscribe on Apple, Spotify or your podcast platform of choice. And do feel free to make contact and say hello. I welcome any questions, ideas or suggestions. Send me an email or reach out to me on LinkedIn and I look forward to hearing from you. So today's episode is all about mobile wallets and the success story that is mobile pay. I'm speaking with Sierpa Nordland, Head of Sales and Partnerships at Mobile Pay company launched in Denmark in 2013 and has grown to become a dominant force in Danish consumer payments. It recently merged with Norway's Vips to create a pan-Nordic mobile wallet platform. In our conversations today, Sirpa shares with us how mobile pay started, why Nordic consumers have embraced mobile wallet payments to such an extent, and the underlying reasons for its popularity that have a lot to do with Nordic geography and cultural attitudes towards cashless digital payments, as well as the strengths of the merchant value proposition. Sipa also talks about the impact of the current economic downturn and her approach towards leadership and managing her team during these uncertain times. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Sipa Nordland from Mobile Pay. Sipa, thank you very much for coming on to the podcast today. It's really great to see you and I'm looking forward to the conversation today. So to get things started, let's hear a bit about yourself and your current position at Mobile Pay. Thanks. Sounds super, Nordlund. I'm a head of sales at Mobile Pay. Mobile Pay is a mobile wallet in Denmark and Finland. And we have recently merged with the Norwegian VIPs and it will become a Crest Nordic mobile wallet. My background is very much on the payments. I've been on the customer side. I've been working with team, different types of teams, leading sales doing sales myself, going through a lot of transitions, mergers, because payments industry as a whole, we all know it's been it's been under huge changes organizationally. I, it's been very interesting ride professionally for me, being a transformation agent and transformation leader in this journey to digitizing payments. So perhaps you can just uh, just go into a bit more detail. I'm aware that it's a phenomenal success story, certainly in Denmark, uh, but I'd like to just go back to kind of the beginning of the story and perhaps you just briefly bring us up to date how it all started. Mobile Pay was established in 2013, at the end of 2013 in, in Denmark, after a leadership team at Danske Bank made a trip to to Silicon Valley, actually. They came back with an idea, look who said, what part of the financial services and especially payments is hugely underserved and where is the business potential? And that was the beginning, let's say the beginning of the platformitization era, where there were platforms that collected users. Their profitability was not yet there. Their revenues were not yet there. But the amount of users actually made them very, very valuable. Mobile pay started as peer-to-peer payments wallet. Very quickly, 
spreading into micro merchants and small business users. Small businesses realize that this is what we need, exactly what we need to be able to receive payments easy and quick and intuitive way. And suddenly, along the years, mobile pay got to be the payment method for merchants, small and medium-sized merchants. It was launched in Finland, I think, a few years later. And in Finland, the, the journey began a little bit differently. We actually got the big merchants to to join the journey quite soon. And with mobile pay, you are able to pay in the biggest retailers in Finland mm. as a business payment method. And it, because it's a mobile wallet, it also includes a lot of the functionalities that are called value-added services. These value-added services include, for example, digital receipts, uh, reminders. You can pay. You can use mobile pay in in app payments. Or you can use them in subscriptions, for example, if you donate money to Ukraine on a monthly basis via several organizations, you can use you can use mobile pay uh, or pay for your parking or, or these kind of use cases, as well as in-store and of course e-commerce. So in web shops and via PSPs. Amazing. And uh, I suppose in the Nordics in general, the, the region, digital payments is mature, quite sophisticated service that, that consumers have completely adopted and embraced over the years. I mean, this isn't a recent phenomenon. Like you say, it's been, it's been happening over the last decade. And perhaps the foundations were laid even before that. And it's pretty much the closest to um, cashless society, possibly, right? Some, some areas. What do you think it is about the Nordic region that's made digital payments and cashless payments so successful? There are probably several reasons, but one is that we are small nations, kind of geographically large, but very few people. So carrying cash and transferring cash is expensive. It takes a lot of money to, to take a truckload of cash to the northern Laplands of Finland or Sweden or Norway, uh, tons and thousands of kilometers of driving. So this is how the digital payments actually became the norm quite quickly. And, and another thing is, of course, that our internet coverage and all this digitization in general, and especially the public or government, government in and digitization has been high. So we've been on top of the European digitization index, all, all these Nordic countries. So those are kind of the underlying infrastructure enablers. And then on top of our banks has also have also introduced digital services quite quickly. And they have been they have been good. And there was a niche for a service like mobile pay, which then naturally kind of slipped into the the infrastructure and began its success story and has grown to be the chosen payment method for the majority of people. It started from the young. So young people mm, took mobile pay first, and then it spread it towards, let's say, 30s, 40s, 50s. Now we have 80 plus users at mobile pay who, who use their mobile wallet as de facto payment method for mobile e-commerce, for example. And I think when, when I previously analyzed the sort of European landscape of mobile wallets, digital mobile wallets, you know, there was those two kind of classifications that we identified. Those wallets that emerged out of the kind of private competitive space 
and those that emerged through collaboration between banks, right? That's um, true. And mobile pay, I believe, just remind me how it, it emerged. Was it the collaborative effort between banks? Or... You know, it was not. It was only Danske Bank's initiative. Mm -hmm. And it stayed like that. There were a few attempts around, both in Finland and Denmark, for a collaborative bank wallet, a digital wallet. But those never really took up. So MobilePenny mm -hmm. is de facto, is the winner at the moment. Yeah, the, the collaborative ones, are obviously, it's fantastic if there's collaboration that actually coalesces and happens, but often it just takes so long for agreements to take place that I believe that in the Danish context, there were some efforts initially by the banks to collaborate, but Danske Bank went ahead and had actually got an MVP to market and, and started user testing and getting feedback from the market very quickly. Exactly. Uh, so, I mean, what's uh, also, I think it's quite widely used in the public transportation. Is that, was that it a, is. a success factor for the Yes. Pay? It is indeed. So people just open the apps, they check the route and then buy the ticket immediately. And the main, main key criteria there was that there was no SEA needed. So no strong customer authentication because there's a strong customer authentication is made when, in, when entering the payment method to, to, to the wallet. Okay. So it's, it's a very, very smooth, frictionless experience. Smooth if you want to use that word. So we've explored the infrastructure side as a key enabler, and we commented a bit more about the, the, the Nordic itself as a region. And the consumer and the, the behavior of the consumers, is, is, has that been an important factor? Or to what extent do you think that's been contributed to success or adoption? I think um, that has also contributed more the uh, micro-merchants, or let's say mm -hmm. the, the merchant availability. The merchant took took it up very soon and started using mobile pay as their payment method. And sometimes these merchants, they they work in areas where the coverage maybe has not been the best possible, or there have been some other, yeah. some other obstacles. It's just easy to receive money digitally via consumers' mobile phones. Mm. So even the merchants don't need to always have their phones mm. available. What would be some of the examples? Well, we've mentioned some of the value-added services previously. Right? Do you want to just kind of just go through the top ones again from a merchant point of view? A merchant point of view is, of course, the confirmation of payment immediately, receiving the money sometimes also immediately, depending on the on the on the scheme. The third one are probably the constant journey. So from payment to shopping, whatever it takes from the user to make a decision to choose certain product, a lot of things actually happen before the payment takes place. And that's where mobile wallets can play a bigger role. Mm -hmm. So the settlement, as you say, is almost immediate to the merchant, is it? It can be in, uh, in uh, account to account. Okay. So this is kind of my sort of pet topic really is around finding that balance between growth and profitability. So particularly in the sort of current environment that we're facing around an economic downturn, there's a bit more pressure or great the pivot towards a focus on profitability, let's put it that way. How do you as a company go about balancing finding that right balance between growth, which requires some upfront costs, risk-taking activity and, and profitability? That's a good question. That's always a struggle when you are a growth company, when you are a startup or scale up or whatever name you want to want to use about that. Being on top of the consumer's wishes 
and demands is the key. Because at the end of the day, there is no payment method if there are no payers. So that is absolutely the key. And that's one of the winning points for mobile pay when it started as peer-to-peer payments. So it started from fulfilling the needs of consumers, transferring money from from one another and solving those use cases that were combined with transferring money. For example, if you make a weekend trip with friends, how do you share your expenses? Mobile pay has a feature that it's extremely easy to share the, all the expenses together with a, with a group of friends. So knowing those little things that you can also take to business transactions, to merchant world, and be able to offer something that is needed and useful, not to complicate it and not to compete, compete it yet. So that's where the profitability comes into the, into the picture. You have something so valuable to offer that your customers are willing to pay for it. Okay, so the trick is really to get that the, the consumer side activated. Obviously, there's a degree of virality, you know. Yes. So yes. consumers get excited about it. They tell each other the, the friends, and obviously that that's, that gets that side of the the network going. And then you're taking packaging up that value that you've delivered to the the consumer side and taking it to the merchant side, right? Yes. Um, exactly. How do you go about in practical terms actually communicating that value proposition to merchants? It's very interesting for merchants when you when you can tell them that a majority of people in this country are using this payment method already. And they are using it several times a week. So it's a very, very good initiative for the for the merchant to take it there. Also, these same users are often demanding it. They're often asking, can I pay with mobile pay? And if the merchant says, no, you can only pay with card or cash or, or, or such, then there is always this moment of disappointment, which every merchant wants to avoid. So the fact that the consumers love to use mobile pay, that's the winning point also for the merchant. Of course, the price has to be competitive. The offering has to be good. And they need to get more from it than they get from the competing payment method. And that's when, when they will be happy. Okay, in terms of that, the uplift, right? Yes. The shopping basket, the average transaction yes. value, whatever the uplift may be, you, presumably you have data that you provide as, as an ev- evidence of, of that uplift to the merchant. Is we that... have some data, but other we have use cases that are not possible to be able to yeah. build in other uh, in in traditional commerce, let's take use cases for example a sports arena or a hockey hockey game like that's which is very popular in the Nordics, and uh, especially now that we are merging with the Vips in Norway, uh, it's very interesting to uh, hear what what they have done. So in hockey game or sports arena, they have put QR codes in the backs of the seats. So when a person sits in the seat and wants to buy a fan product, let's say a t-shirt or college or something like this, they can just read the QR code, make the payment and pick up the, the fan product on their way out. 
Going forward for mobile pay, what are the key challenges that you're likely to face? Your view on the economic downturn? Of course, we are all worried about the current situation. Inflation going up, interest rates going up, consumer spending going down, electricity price going up, transaction volumes going down. Everybody in this market is, is worried and very well aware of the challenges we have at the moment. And because of that, there are two aspects that we need to focus on. One is the leadership. How do you keep your teams fully focused and motivated to do the job they need to do, even if we have this economic situation as we have? And the other one is, how do we make sure that we ourselves protect our position in the market and grow our market share despite of that. And if I take a few words about the leadership, because that's so close to my heart, in economic downturn situations, you need to be extra careful with how you treat your people, how you make sure that you have a firm grip of what we do or what they do, what we do together, and at the same time, not go into micromanagement and focus on the results. So implementing a strategy and leading that plan to fulfill the objectives is absolutely the key in these difficult, sometimes difficult and challenging times. Only through that you can get through, get through the challenging times when you are sure that you are doing your utmost best to implementing the plans and changing them on the way is needed while keeping the teams extremely motivated. Do you see any opportunities during this downturn period? Very good questions. So what are the opportunities right. in the downturn? Definitely our plan going forward and integrating into a one single platform across Nordics is our the big opportunity is our main goal to serve our merchants and our users in the best possible way while enabling the cross-functionality and interoperability across these countries. Even with different currencies, we can serve customers cross-border. So this is really going back to what you said before, how do you balance the, the, the growth and profitability? This is the core of the planning to get out of the recession. You have to balance the services and, and at the same time protect, protect the revenues. And that's what we are doing through that single platform, through that one united platform, we can offer such benefits for the merchants that are currently missing from the landscape. And that will also bring the joy for users to use mobile pay or VIPs throughout the Nordics. So what's the longer term vision for mobile pay? Longer term vision for mobile pay, together with VIPs, is to be the world's loved mobile wallet. Uh, we will be replacing hassle with dazzle, as we say it internally. Which brings me back to what I said in the very beginning. We want to be close to both users and merchants as the world's most loved wallet. What does it mean at a sort of pan-Nordic level? On pan-Nordic level, it means that we will combine Denmark, 
Norway and Finland to start with and make VIPS Mobile Pay a pan-Nordic interoperable mobile wallet. That's fantastic. How do you see the, the broader picture across the European landscape? There are indeed some comparable wallets in the European markets, but not that many, very, very few. What there are more to talk about are some national schemes that certain countries are very proud of, and for a very good reason. In Belgium, in France, even in Germany, there are national schemes that, that are very broadly used, often only debit schemes that offer a good value proposition, both for merchants and for users. With this in mind, I do see a huge potential in digitizing these national schemes and bringing them into, into one wallet. And why not one single European payment method? So that would be a fantastic way to combine both good ways, good, good things in these two approaches, having a European payment method and at the same time digitizing all the payments into one wallet. Mm. Seppo, it's been great to have you on the show and speak to you today. Thank you so much for your time. Perhaps you can just let the listeners know how they can get in touch with you. Yes, you can get in touch with me with me via connecting in LinkedIn. When you connect via LinkedIn, you will find my email and even a phone number under my profile. And my name was Sirpa Nordlund and with, I'm with Mobile Pay. Nice Thank meeting you, Martin. Perfect. Thank you. Speak to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. To hear more interviews, please do subscribe on Apple, Spotify or your podcast platform of choice. It helps and means a lot. Also, I welcome any questions, ideas or suggestions, so feel free to make contact and say hello. Reach out to me on LinkedIn or at edgardunn.com. You can send me a message there or you can email me on martin.coderish at edgardunn.com. I look forward to hearing from you and I will see you next time.